and welcome to my first in a series of interviews with various different of my students of interesting people that I know. I'm going to be doing weekly interviews with various different people um, and just give you some information about my company Divine Empowerment, all the magic that we do there and other interesting people who you may also be interested in, in the spiritual background, maybe some tarot readers, astrology, all sorts of interesting things. We've got some crystal people lined up soon too. So um, firstly, we're going to start to work and talk to Els. P.S. I can't even pronounce your surname. Pronounce, t tell me your surname, Els. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Peterson. Peterson. It's Dutch name, yeah. It's, she's Dutch and I'm terrible at foreign languages. I'm great at magic, bad at languages, but hey ho. So Els is a long, long term friend and student. Um, and she's also has an interesting, slightly different situation from most of the students in, uh, in so that she's actually medically trained. She was a doctor for many years and she's gone through the formal training of that. She's going to tell us a bit about her story and she's also a divine empowerment stu um, student and practitioner. And she's also does occupational, uh, occupational medicine these days as well. So she's had a whole journey through all different sides of different healing modalities and medicines to now where she is, which is, you know, now she has a huge amount of knowledge and she's merging different modalities to really be quite superb <laughs> at healing. So, um, Els, tell us a bit about your story then. Well, um, I'm educated as a doctor and uh, so I did the study and um, I didn't know quite what to do with it. So, um, I worked in the hospital and uh, I found out that it was always about symptoms a diagnosis and then we have the cure and it's medicine and uh, so I, I was always prescribing the, the recipes and, and I saw people going from the hospital back home looking very terrible lots of medicines and what they really had wasn't diagnosed and I always felt uncomfortable with that and I was always looking from what well, how come this person has this disease and how come it doesn't get better well, a diagnosis is just like we've grouped these symptoms together and this is what we're calling that set of symptoms. That, that's what intrinsically a diagnosis is. It doesn't actually even attempt to find out why the heck you've got it. So, I mean, my view on modern medicine is that a lot of it is really designed to mask the symptoms. So you have whatever it is going, going on with you. And instead of necessarily finding out why that's gone wrong and how to really get rid of it on a permanent scale, they just mask it. And then unfortunately, you end up with all these different side effects potentially from the medicine or you have secondary illnesses. In my experience, diseases are like neon signs. And they're telling you that you're emotionally blocked in some capacity in your life. And if you've ignored that one, you get another neon sign. Boom, 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 boom. And when we when we go through our textbooks, we use a lot called metaphysical anatomy. And it tells you the emotional why behind diseases. They're all the same. So, you know, you might manage to mask that and not have, you know, the problems to such an extent. Or, or they don't get any better sometimes. And then you just have to keep upping the medication. But all it's doing is relaxing one thing was putting more stress somewhere else so you're not necessarily noticing that something else is happening so western medicine never seeks to cure it seeks to cover so what we do is really seek to find the emotional reasons behind things because all diseases are a stagnated emotions all they are so i've got this theory on this in case people are unfamiliar with my work which is diseases come in three categories a gas a liquid on a solid 
And a gas-based disease is a thought-based disease. A liquid-based disease is something like a chronic pain, something like fibromyalgia, something like a cyst is a ball of fluid, or we've got solid-based diseases, which are something like a cancer. So what's the difference? How do you go from a gas to a liquid to a solid? If you have a, if you have a finite space and you put enough gas in there, eventually the molecules will slow down. They will condense, they will get thicker, and it becomes a liquid. And then it becomes a solid, more and more pressure because you keep putting more and more gas in. And the, the, the gas is the thoughts. So you know when you hang around somebody who's upset or angry, you, you spend two seconds with them and you can feel it immediately. You walk into a room after an argument, or you can cut the air with a knife, you can feel it. So thoughts are gases and it's just condensed gases. And you, we've had some all had some great successes by dissolving some diseases with this method. OK, so just to give people a bit of a background on that. So go on, else. Tell me more. So I was I was looking for what Antonio was just telling. I knew something was different and I didn't know how. And, and, and I thought I wasn't matching really being a doctor. So I went this long road and um, I, I choose to be an occupational health doctor because there you have one hour to talk to a person so that I could go more in the depth and I could advise them and think with them but there was more I, I studied medicine to help people that's I'm a yeah I want to cure people that's inside of me and also with doing the energy work I want to cure them but they have to cure them themselves I can help them by running the energy so this was my lesson was one of my lessons quite recently and um so now for me, it's it's like being a doctor, being able to do this this thinking and having these energies within me. I really feel I can really help people to cure themselves. And what Antonia just was telling about the the gas, liquid, solid, I recognize that a lot, and uh, I feel like we're going to do a lot lot of good things with that. So for me now being the doctor and it's it's sort of handicapped being a doctor because they don't believe oh you are you are a doctor how can you do energy work doesn't go together but yeah there i am always searching for and now i found it so now i will be the healer and oh yeah by the way i'm also a doctor i studied the, it gives the, you that. it gives you credentials you know it, it makes people trust you because you know you've got all i mean it takes many years it's a, it's not easy becoming a doctor for sure um and most of them you know uh, you know it's a noble profession and they've gone into it most people wanting to genuinely help people but i just think they've been you know missold what really diseases are unfortunately but you know i think it's a fantastic mix and i'm sure that you know i'm going to be trotting you out on stage forever more you know when someone goes what the hell are you talking about there's no medical background i'll be like else off you go trot you out on stage and then they can go well if a doctor thinks so then that must be true it, unfortunately we are in a society where you know diplomas and um you know things like that studying matters and you are it is a voice of authority as someone who's a doctor so it is i think it's very useful and you've got the diagnostic side i'm not allowed to diagnose anybody because i'm not a doctor so you know so it's very useful for you to have both sides of the um, the coin yes but you have to be very careful because they they cut your head off and uh so i have to to balance that very very uh carefully and i can do that because when i first started with the divine empowerment i was insecure what can i do this is magic, can't be true, 
um, you know, I, I feel I have the energies and they do run and, and it does work. But then you start thinking, ah, can't be, can't be true. But now I'm, I'm level 10, we have 10 levels. And now I feel like I can do it. It sounds too good to be true. That we are almost a victim of that because it just sounds. How is it that you're dissolving traumas? Because, but like in level one, we start dissolving traumas, and then the traumas aren't there, and you're looking around for them. They're just simply not there. But it just there's so much snake oil in the world. It does sound like it sounds preposterous actually what we're doing you know the number of times i've worked on people and i'm sure you have and diseases have literally fallen out of people fairly instantaneously it sounds bonkers and it sounds fictitious and it, even when you do it to people i worked on a friend of mine a while ago who had um, chronic backache and he'd had it for what 15 years and um and it was gone in 10 minutes I, I read my text but i dissolved the resonance with the emotions in my textbook and it was gone and it's still gone and that was what four months ago something like that four or five months ago and it's gone and you know his his reaction was wow that's spooky and you know and he's still baffled by it and it doesn't really you know and it sounds ridiculous you know being in chronic pain every day for 15 years and then you know, he was just helping me. He was just, well, my friend's over helping me. So I thought I'd help him out. And it was a 10 minute conversation. And his, I don't think he's recovered. Because <laughs> it's just, it was just so crazy for him. It sounds ridiculous, but yet that is, you know, common and normal. I had to go through a process by hmm. following the, the course and having level, you have two days on Zoom and you have nice two days and things happen. And then you go like, oh, yeah. And then it, it goes away. And then you have this, this doubt. But now level 10, I, I don't doubt anymore. I can do it. And it's, it's integrated. And it's part of my being now. It's, it's That's really important because I even forget I've got magic sometimes. It's just so different from everybody else's reality. Yeah. And nowadays, I just tell people, oh, I, I'm a healer. Yeah, I do energy work. And go, oh, wow. But you're a doctor yeah yeah so how come no. does it matter and uh, i come out and, and and based when you have this confidence in you they don't criticize you some more mm. i've got the next stage i'm saying i'm a wizard yeah i feel like i was calling myself a healer for a long time i've now gone on to wizards at uh, wizard i am considering converting it to sorcerer because sorcerer we have this whole thing about we think sorcerers are evil in some way i think hollywood has like made us think that they're evil in some way however a sorcerer is someone who uses source energy that sounds good hmm i may i may convert myself onto sorcerer i don't know i quite like wizard wizard or sorcerer <laughs> call myself a wizard now maybe i will be one day <laughs> i don't know he, being a healer now for me suits me i think yeah so there we are yeah so what story you had a story you wanted to share um yeah what, what i also wanted to, to, to tell the people is that um it changed me as a person it changed me uh, professionally and personally um, nowadays, I can manage my emotions so well. Um, I had some emotions in my life, I experienced some traumas, whatever, who doesn't? 
and uh, I worked on that. But nowadays, if things happen, I just, who cares? I'm balanced. And if it, it, it does make, sometimes I feel a little headache or I have some tension in my, on my shoulder. Okay, first I, I forget I'm a wizard or sorcerer. Um, and then I oh, run this energy. So in my life, I'm so much more balanced. And, and sometimes I walk on the streets and people look at me and they say, hey, hello, like, am I doing something? I don't know what. And it's, um, I found that so, makes me so happy being there. And thank you so much, Antonia, because every level we do a course with you, something happens within you and you don't know what, but you're process processing something. So a little trauma or an, an event you didn't even think about, you start dreaming and it's out of your system. And after 10, 10 level, we're, we're, we have 10 levels now, maybe, 11 is coming but uh, my life is changed and I want to tell that to the people it's not being a, it's a miracle being able to help others but to be this balanced person nowadays for me I, I feel so happy yeah, we're gonna be overjoyed because I don't know why but people say to me you're always smiling you always have a happy face I didn't have that before, I can confess that. So I've, I've changed. So it's, it's two things that I want to express. Yeah, we're gonna call this how, D, how Divine Empowerment Changed My Life, which is, a, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. So you're just happier. I think, you're, I think what happens is your baseline becomes happier. You know, so, and people are attracted to light because what we do is, Enlightenment is really about light cultivation. So what it is, is we, um, how do you cultivate more light is by stopping leaking largely. So what we're doing is we're just making the, um, your whole system just stronger and without the triggers, because when you're triggered, what actually happens emotionally is your strands of DNA actually unravel and start leaking photons which are particles of light and um that's when you get triggered you're angry you're upset you're what grief or whatever it might be when there's a lot of emotion going on your dna literally unravels there was a guy called leonard lewowski who's discovered this and has done this in test tubes it's absolutely fascinating david wilcock alerted me to that i'm a big fan of david um and then there's um but if you're happy and you're healed then what happens is your dna strands go the other direction they tighten and they heal so actually enlightenment as far as i'm aware is really about light cultivation and the less triggered you become you're not you know you it's you're not sweating the small stuff you're not literally leaking light and then you end up you know cultivating more like and then then people are attracted to the light and I think that's why possibly people are stopping you in the street because you see somebody radiant it's really interesting the same happens with celebrities but in a different way of um some celebrities are absolutely amazing and really awake and enlightened but many of them are not as we well know um and the ones who aren't interestingly look exceptionally radiant I've spent some time with some very high profile people and my goodness they're glowing they just look like they are absolutely um, just complete, just, they look angelic. They look incredible, but often they are pretty 
angry, vacuous, damaged people. But what's happening is people are looking at them, watching their movies, seeing them on TV or whatever it might be. Um, and they're looking at them and they're projecting light to them. They're projecting love towards them. So you're watching whoever it is and you are just sitting there in adoration. That's love and that's going towards them. And so they're almost they're reflecting that back what's going on within their core may well not be that but because they've got so much adoration projected onto them they do look radiant so um but that's not the right way of doing it because that can be short-lived i think one of the reasons that people you know who fall out of fame suddenly end up doing quite crazy things where they are then on the front page of the newspapers is because they need that energy that's supporting their life force in some way but um, but they do look radiant and i always find that quite quite an interesting thing and i think the person who's most enlightened should probably be the one who's leading the world in some way because i think they're making the decisions from <laughs> the most balanced calm place and the best for everybody as opposed to you know very egocentric people who are very agenda driven about what suits them and the whole thing about absolute power corrupting absolutely as opposed to someone who's very enlightened who will actually be trying to help in every way that they possibly can but yeah so light cultivation <laughs> saying it because I want to be on that stage and want to be admired but it's um, I notice it and it makes me happy and the, the people are happy and that's that's what's about I don't want that stage and want to be admired but it's well I don't think we, anyone should be I do think that that is bad for people to you literally have sycophantic people just sitting there and just go oh my goodness like i think everyone needs to pull their bootstraps up and everybody just needs to get involved and awaken their own system and do the work and then become happier versions of themselves rather than sitting there passively and waiting for to be spoon fed you know we all need to get to work the, the planet's in trouble we're all in trouble as a race you know a lot of there's a lot of aggression there's a lot of anger there's a lot of bad behavior all around and people need to start having principles and integrity and kindness and not being triggered so what unfortunately what happens is when we get stressed and overwhelmed with different situations um we have little space or less space to think things through, to act calmly, to act mor uh, morally, because you're stressed in survival mode and all you're trying to do is survive in a situation. But if you're not so stressed and you can think things clearly, then you can make better decisions for everyone and not being triggered by every silly little action of somebody else is really liberation it's freedom because you're not being you know, your thoughts aren't attacking you, your actions aren't attacking you and you're not attacking other people. You know, that's liberation, liberation from the insignificant actions of others. And that's what, you know, they teach us in Buddhism, they teach it in many different modalities. You shouldn't be reactionary. You should be calm all the time. Difficult. <laughs> but it's definitely with the work that we're doing is steps towards that. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I wanted to, to, to say. Uh, but yeah. So you had another story. Was there another story or was that the story? Um, <laughs> Well, I, I, I have stories. I have a lot of stories. But um, shall I tell one of my experience doing divine empowerment? Fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been a while, but um, I, I was a coach. There was a, a 
there was one of the in a, in a work uh, situation one of the team had died and uh, they they didn't mourn there was a session for grieving and we honored the person that had died so i was there to 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 uh, uh, organize that and it went very well there were eight people there and uh well it was good good thing happening there but there was one lady it's a lady of 55 years old i know now and she was doing like huh. and i said what's on your shoulder ah nothing it's always there yeah but what then yeah that is this voice and it's always telling me i'm ugly and that i'm not doing very well and uh i said huh? What's that? And I thought that's an entity. And uh, there was I was a professional, being officially a coach, not being a healer whatsoever. But I thought I have to help this person, this lady. So I said, well, shall we do something of the record? And I could do some healing work. Shall we try it? Oh yes, and everybody was okay with it. So I I did define empowerment and. Um, I'm very, my face expresses everything. I'm very mimical. I can't help that. So I was sitting there. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see my face, but it must be something like that. You're, and then yeah. an hour came by and um, I was looking through my eyelashes. And then after three or four minutes, her expression um, was totally different. Her eyes looked different. The group was what happened just now. And this voice was gone and she was, ah, what's happened? She was 55 years old and this voice was there from her fifth, um, what, what, five years old, 50 wow. years she had this, this entity with her wow. and then it was so quiet. So everybody was very impressed and uh, okay. Then, then she, she, she contacted me and she said, oh, I'm, 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 I don't know what to do because, um, I'm not so happy. And I thought, okay, I, I sent this entity away, but I can't get it back. No way to get it back. And she was, I don't know, nobody to talk to, nobody telling me I'm ugly. So she was very <laughs> unhappy. And I thought, okay, okay, what did I do? And then uh, we, I, we talked and, and in the end she was happy, but she had to readjust totally. And um, I, she didn't contact me, and so now it's okay. So if you send an entity away, <laughs> something happens, and people. She, I thought, she, 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 she's, she's complaining because she yeah. doesn't have this voice anymore. That was one one of my experiences. Fantastic. Yeah. Some people don't always like it. I mean, I did one years ago, and the lady got very upset about it. She asked me to some similar situation shared all these like uh, all these thoughts which were just sort of telling her that she was gonna die uh, alone and she was never gonna get married and nobody loved her and no one would love her and all this stuff and I got rid of all of it for her and then she was just she wasn't she said that she wasn't being herself she goes and I said what does that mean she goes well she wasn't being triggered and so she wasn't so stressed because she didn't have this this chatter in her mind telling her things so she said, it was a bizarre thing. She goes, someone brought up my grandmother and I didn't burst into tears. And I went, excuse me? And she goes, well, I said, she goes, well, anyone who ever spoke about my grandmother, I burst into tears. And I said, did she, as she passed? And she said, yes, like five years ago, my grandmother died. 
I said, well, it's not particularly healthy or ideal for you to be crying every time someone brings up your grandmother who's, who's been gone five years. Isn't it better that you, you know, grieve them and, you know, love them and everything else, but that you're not completely overwhelmed every time someone brings it up? She goes, yes, but it's not me. She didn't recognize herself. And then her co, you know, she was like, I'm not myself and I don't recognize who I am because she wasn't crying all the time at things. And her co-workers were saying, oh my goodness, like this is the new you, this is so fantastic. You're, you know, much more emotionally stable. And she was, she didn't like it because she didn't recognize herself and she wanted everything back. And we spoke it through and then we didn't get it back. But then after a while, because there was more work to be done, we did one bit, but she needed to sustain, sustain these things. And there was quite a lot going on and she really needs to fortify her energy system and make herself a lot stronger and do the courses. So it came back after six months or a year and then she didn't like it anymore. Oh, it did come back because, you know, you've got to do the work. I mean, I did a huge, huge clear up, but unless you're, you know, there is a level of maintenance or just keeping your system strong, it won't necessarily, if you're not doing anything, it might necessarily last. I mean, it's pretty good and pretty permanent, but you have to, yeah, we've got work to do. There's a lot of, a lot of craziness going on in the world. Yeah, there's a lot of work to do. And also, um, for me being a, still working as an occupational health doctor, I speak to a lot of people. And um, so I, I had this young lady, 25 years of age. Um, she had this obsessive compulsory... Compulsive disorder. Yeah. And uh, she was a treatment for three months. And uh, yeah, it, it helped. It helped a little bit. And the, all the attention she got, a little better. And then I asked her, okay, shall we start working again? No, no, no. And well, how come you feel better? We had the treatment three months, uh, five days a week, very, very intensive. And then I asked her, what did they do? Well, the only thing they did was teaching her if she has this compulsory thing, that she had to do something to check on the, uh, on the door if it's closed or check on the gas or whatever how to deal with that nobody talks about the fear underneath this disorder right so i said to her um maybe i can do something for you and i did um, the big razor that's that's uh, energy that we uh, dissolve uh, uh, emotions so i i did it on fear and then she said i feel much better so three months intensive treatment five ten minutes the most, oh, I haven't felt like this in a long time. But being uh, hired as a doctor, I can't do the healing work because I, no. I do it off record. So I have to be very careful. But really, it did help. Three months of therapy, five minutes, DE, divine empowerment, great step. So that's what I'm, I'm seeing as well. And if I'm a professional sorcerer i like sorcerer um uh healer um i can go really what i can do but now i speak to a lot of pe people being a doctor and i can't do it so i'm fighting that but um i'm nearly there and, and i'm not being a professional doctor anymore and i'll be the healer, yeah. healer. yeah healer <laughs> 
is it any of the yeah. above? But I, I, I see a lot of uh, people, oh, I wish I could do this for, for this person or this energy or, so that's, that's quite confusing because I am the healer. I want to help people. That's, that's yeah. inside of me. That's my mission in life, I think. Your hands are tied somewhat really, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. That's where I am now, but not for long anymore. So no, we need to get this work out there so everyone yeah. can realize how much easier it is because, you know, we do dissolve traumas, we do dissolve diseases, things go away and it is life changing regularly. But unfortunately, as we said, it sounds too good to be true, which is why we need to interview people who've had these experiences yeah. and people can learn what we're doing. I mean, all the courses are, if anyone's interested in DE, you can look at the website divineempowerment.com or .co.uk, you choose us <laughs> both. Um, and there is a free healing. So all you need to do is just sign up and you get this free healing, which is worth 675 pounds. It's a video of me and um, you just follow the steps and it will dissolve traumas just from following the steps in the video, a solo trauma event. So go do that and experience it for yourself and see how it works for you. And if you're interested, you can sign up for a course, or of course you can book in with one of our lovely practitioners, else being one of them, or we've got lots of lovely ones or me, if you want me doing it, but they can do what I can do. I charge a lot more because <laughs> I've got other things I'm doing. Um, but yeah, one of my practitioners are all fantastic. So if you want traumas dissolved or potentially some illnesses, um, then you might want to be speaking to them too. Um, anything else else you would like to add? Any more stories, anything tidbits? Um, no, I think this is what I wanted to tell. Um... I can advise everybody to, if you're doubting and it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true and just try it and do it. Well, the thing is, I, I, I do like that we have that free video on the website and, you know, there is, it's 10 minutes. Your skin in the game is 10 minutes, it's, you know, just go and go to the website and follow along this video. And, you know, maybe it is utter rubbish and maybe it's not, but if it's worth 10 minutes, of your time to find out if magic is real and if you can dissolve a trauma and if it's you know if a trauma feels significantly better from watching a video for 10 minutes then i mean that is pretty profound and pretty amazing and it works you just have to be able to tune into the trauma to think about the situation and grade it out of 10 10 being severe zero being completely neutral um, and then you just watch this video and it will dissolve the resonance, the emotions associated with it. So just follow along, see how you go. And if it works, great. If it doesn't work, that's, you know, it's 10 minutes of your life, but it works, it really works. Um, and then, you know, if you, and then if you want to study or learn more, then obviously you can, but there is just this free thing. See if you like it, because this is the future of healing. This is where everything's going to be going. You know, medicine it's not working. It's not working. It's not really, you know, I mean, America is the most medical, you know, they, everyone's on uh, the, what's the word, they're on the most pharmaceuticals out of everyone else in, in the world. And they are the sickest, you know, their cancer rates are one in two. I mean, the UK is one in three, but they're the worst they are the sickest their death rates are getting even worse and worse they are the sickest i mean their food is terrible a lot of it unfortunately because they just they don't have these same laws 
on the as they do in Europe about what chemicals they can put in foods and that's absolutely terrible but you know the first thing that they do when someone's not feeling very well is just it's just reach for medicine and then the medicine and they layer these medicines on top of one another but no one's dealing with the emotional stuff you need to let it go I mean the immortal words of Elsa you need to let it go you just have to be neutral about it and that's what we can do we neutralize the emotions behind diseases or the emotions in general and also what happens is if somebody says no i have no emotions yeah i'm a bit angry you start running the energy on angry and then a, a, another layer comes and then we also have intuition or whatever i don't know but sometimes i i just say might it be so that you're also very afraid or whatever and i don't know why but it just happens and then another part of emotion not recognized comes up and mm, exactly well. or sad or betrayed or you know rejected or something there's always a reason behind anger anger is sort of one of the last emotions that you get to but initially you feel like you're not valued or you're rejected or you've been betrayed or you're jealous or there's something behind it getting to anger anger's anger's further along the road. It's something about you not feeling seen or whatever it might be for a long time before you've become really just sick of it. And then you just go into anger and then depression, according to Chinese medicine, is the stage beyond that is repressed anger. So there will be a lot of a, a, a compoundedness of different situations that have happened to get you to the stage where you become angry and so you have to then work it out so the anger would be the, the superficial emotion or the top emotion and then it's going down the layers and layers and layers which have you know that it took to get you to that angry stage because there will be multiple multiple layers to get you to actually have been angry but people who are angry they don't know which layers are underneath and you just start with your healing and the layers come that's my experience you have to get these it's like it's the on top isn't it so you pull that out the, the way and then boom this one shows up this one shows up this one shows up this one shows up yeah, yeah that's true yeah. that's how it works it works yeah yeah well thank you very much else this has been lovely and um yes you are the first my first interview on my youtube so uh time i got organized with all of that eventually i used to be a tv presenter i should have done this years ago but hey ho i've been downloading magic so now it's the time to get this work out there in a bigger way so else thank you so much um everyone comment below any questions that you have or anything you'd like to know more about divine empowerment or anyone you'd like me to interview or if you'd like to be interviewed by me then please let me know and once again have a look at my website divine empowerment.com and watch that video thanks everybody Bye bye